0: The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore, and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information.
1: Now establishing data link. Accessing.
2: Hello, and welcome to Make It So, episode number 41. This week, for the second time in the history of Make It So, your hero, your saviour, Jesus Christ himself, in the form of Richard Smith, is not here. Um, Unfortunately, this is because he's ill. Really? Well, I didn't know it was Jesus Christ. Well, I it was James T. Kirk. I, I meant metaphorically speaking. Oh, I just thought he was a bit of a know, prick. In terms of, in terms so of was simply Jesus. syndicated, you know, people <laughs> people sort of look at him Do-gooder. in that kind of way. Yeah, yeah, he was a bit of a prick. Not rich, Jesus. Anyway, um, <laughs> so less than a minute in and we've already gotten sacrilegious, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. This week, uh, so yeah, Rich ain't here, but we have two wonderful individuals with us instead. Mr. Michael Storer. Hello. Who called me a predatory homosexual the other day. Thanks, Mike. (laughs) Thanks for your astute observations. Uh, I know it's the truth, but I don't need to hear it. And uh, William Tristram. Hello. And I just think Mike's just a general mincer. (laughs) Excellent. Now that we've established that, we can get on with the proceedings. So, best battle sequence ever in Ooh. star trek history we're talking specifically now about space battles not about ground battles not the one-on-one not the one-on-one <clears throat> phaser not the yeah not the phaser fights not the uh not the hand-to-hand combat uh
3: or well, I, uh, I can i can cite one that certainly i think is incredibly overrated and certainly wouldn't be in my best battles and that's the wrath of battle. I really don't enjoy the wrath of calm battle. I think it's everyone always goes on. Oh, he's using extra dimensions. He's not. He's just going up instead of a. It's it. He's on the same level, but in a different. It's not like using it three D. It, oh, that annoys me. That battle does because she's just going. Oh, he thinks in two dimensions, and he's just think. But you're not doing anything any better. You're just above him. Talking about the one in the cloud here, are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the one in the cloud. Yeah, what would you call that? The nebula. nebula? nebula
2: indeed well that's a controversial statement Michael Storer. Yeah, straight it's away not,
3: it's not my favourite
2: of battles I have to say straight away you are very much aware that you're in the minority <laughs> yes you're yes I know
3: this. I know but I always right. find it
2: overrated
1: okay. I always think
3: it's overrated do you remember
2: that particular battle
1: <laughs> me yeah, yeah I do um, yes I I guess I do I think it's because more that's what's in my head is the fact that Spock says them all at the end is kind of the overriding factor yeah. to me to the point that I actually forget that to me is the ultimate space battle. The battle to save your friends <laughs> and your ship. Isn't that the
2: battle that's in mm, all of this? This is geez. the last time you're coming from the ship. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, well it's actually it's a, it's right. I, I think it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty good battle. Not necessarily because of the three dimensional stuff. I see your point there. See,
3: that's it's not a bad battle. It's not that, it's just I think it's overrated because that line makes it seem really impressive when it's just above him, really. You could do that in it like in two planes, whereas in a spaceship you've got like full three dimensions to do anything with, which you see later on in Star Trek a bit now, more. Is this and cloud? Star Wars and is stuff. this cloud affecting the? Uh... They, it, well, S- yeah, scanners. The scanners. scanners the ge-
1: scanners
2: and the
3: stuff. good thing is, basically, when
2: when Nicholas Meyer made Star Trek Two, what he wanted to do was a dogfight in space, mm. and everyone told him you can't do a dogfight in space. It's space, um, and quite rightly so. Um, so yeah, the 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 genius of the battle sequence of Raphael Khan at the end is the mm. placing of the context, is the location. Why quite rightly so? Why can't you do a dogfight in space? You can't do a dogfight in space because you've got full sensors and you've got there's no so way to just hide. be a case of two
3: people pointing at each other.
2: Basically, yeah. Like in all the other battles in space. So there was no way to ever sort of do a, you know, a duck and hide and move around mm. kind of thing. Unless you're in an asteroid belt, but the ships are too big to do that. So yeah, so putting oh, it in
3: starfighters, of course,
2: of course. But we're talking about the Enterprise and the Reliant, yeah, of course. So yeah, so the only way of doing a dogfight was to put it in a nebula to make it a, um, a a battle sequence where they had no sensors, they have no gauge of where the enemy is, even the visual doesn't work properly, and which mm. is a bit ridiculous. Like, how does that affect the camera? I was never never quite understood that one. And surely the ship has windows. It would um, have been easier if someone's went
1: ding, ding. ah there he is ah oh,
2: it's so over there captain yeah no doesn't work but anyway so that was the that's the the overriding difference between Rafa Khan and any other Star Trek space battle is the fact that they're both on even even plane and they've got to sort of work on their Mm. tactical ability granted you know that he thinks three-dimensionally he moves up and down is a bit shit but the (laughs) but the you can't get beyond the the overall
3: battle itself
2: is actually quite good especially for 1982
3: yeah especially for 1982 and it is quite good though they do end up absolutely ripped apart both ships are just on the last legs they're they're well you have the earlier battle in two as well you have the early battle with um
2: uh when they trick enterprise uh, because obviously mm. it's a federation ship and then they you know everyone knows this and and then that that sequence as well is is really quite good and the engineering getting decompressed and all the cadets mm. dying slowly and the, <laughs> you know that's that's really good um so you know that's that's a, i think rafa khan's got a couple of good ones search for spark can i stop you yeah
1: for one brief second go for it and go back to the actual first series the original series yeah right. now Battles in that because I remember (laughs) usually it was just a a diagonal flying ship to connote that we're outside the spaceship and that was about it. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Pretty much. You occasionally saw other ships. Did we didn't look very good? The, The Klingons looked. Like kind of humans. like like balls on on the end of kind of like the Klingons like, were one of the sticks. better examples, but they were better. I mean, the Romulans were just kind of like a big that was shit. That was it was just like with a an eagle painted on the bottom. bit with an eagle painted
1: <laughs> what the on the fuck. It, yeah. <laughs> it was so insane. I didn't have an uh, eagle. Pa- yeah. We have to rely on excellent acting from Shatner <laughs> and <Chattanooga. laughs> <laughs> 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 my God, they're firing at us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, not
2: moving about. Yeah, yeah.
1: That, that sort of stuff. Okay, yeah, scratch that. Carry on yeah. what you were saying,
3: Mike. <laughs> yeah, I think we can we can get rid of tos instantly mm. and uh the uh contingent now you say search for spock when was the first klingon uh birds of prey search, at, for sp- search for spock search so that's, for spock so that's that even though they're not necessarily amazing battles it is the first time you see what is effectively one of the best ships is in this the where Trek. they're shooting space debris
2: no, no,
3: that. that's Star Trek 5. Don't right. No, that's okay. God.
2: Yeah, and the satellite that screams for some reason. I don't know. That <laughs> goes more to contributing to the list of reasons why Star Trek <laughs> 5 is the worst Star Trek film. I don't it's care what you say It's not The first
3: one's the worst. No, its the first far one is boring. At one. least Star Trek 5 has entertainment value. Yeah. And whales and singing and and weird stuff. That's it's entertainment. Star Trek 4. Oh uh, right. Yeah, yeah, there we go. 5 right, is yeah. 5 is the one with Spock's half brother. Oh yeah. Sorry, is that, that
2: like travel to the end of the universe. Yeah, and meet God, and, and it's really shit. Yeah, it does have
3: yeah, the f- yeah. an amusing bit where who uh-huh is doing the dancing though. That's I've quite...
2: always <laughs> wanted to play to a Captain's <laughs> Valley. Yes,
3: I've turned into Eartha Kitt. Yes, and
2: suddenly twenty-five <laughs> years old in silhouette, uh, and then you get yeah, close suddenly's... and you find it's Michelle this... Nichols. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh Jesus, Michelle! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's Somebody get that woman a bigger fan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh yes i would have back in the day though yes. sorry Michelle. yes you would yeah. have back in the back day. in the 60s definitely um <laughs> okay so yeah all right so yeah there's star trek 3 you got a couple of little ones That's really driving. it's it's more it's more skirmishes, skirmishes is, yeah, in star yeah. trek 3 rather than battles um you do have the awesome bit where kirk blows up the enterprise though Mm. Uh, with all the Klingons on board, which mm. is brilliant. And, again, I actually really love Star Trek 3. I know I hark on about this to all our listeners, but it's I, one, I actually really enjoy it. But people, it's an odd-numbered one, so people go, oh, it's an
3: odd-numbered Trek, yeah, it's, it's crap. Not it's, true, like, it's not true, to be fair. It's not true. It's a load of rubbish. Because Nemesis isn't that good, and it's a... You oh, know. Yeah, no, I like Nemesis. Nemesis, it, it, some bits look good, some bits look cheesy, and some bits are badly acted. Mm. Star
2: Trek, yeah. we're skipping ahead there, though. We're skipping yeah. ahead there, boys. Okay, so four. Okay, what happens in four? Four
3: doesn't have anything. There's whales. Okay, that's one with the whales. Uh, whales, however, you do kind of get to see the ship up close, which is quite a good thing as well, seeing a Klingon uh, bird of prey up close. Mm, yes, but there's no battles, Michael. No, there's no battles. But nuclear
2: vessels. nuclear nuclear vessels. Yeah, yeah there's nuclear okay. vessels, yeah. Okay, so we see a ship. Uh-huh. That's really nice. Um, It's a pretty ship. It's a, uh, it's a pretty ship. And, and, uh, Did the whales not fight at all? No, the whales didn't okay. fight, no bastards <laughs> um so yeah the most action we get in Star Trek Four apiece. is a uh, norwegian whaler firing a bird of cloaked bird of prey and hitting it and wondering what happened mm. yes um, yes
3: did it decloak above him yeah it did, did yeah, yeah. well wow, that, how
2: do they explain yeah, away that good. one mm-hmm. how do they well, of a bunch of sailors come back from a long voyage and say, so I, I, I saw a madness. spaceship, yeah. a big, above green, a big spaceship. green spaceship, really, did you now? That's yeah. interesting. <laughs> um, five, yeah, nothing going on in five of any particular note, apart from Chekhov going, whoops, now they're missing the missile in 10 right, seconds. Right, yeah. But that's it. Again, more skirmishes, really. Uh-huh. Now, six... Six has got a good battle at the end. Now, this is undiscovered
3: countries. Undiscovered countries. This is brilliant. With yeah. the
2: ship that can fire while cloaked. Because again. Ah, uh, yes, yes. This is the first time, I believe, in the films anyway, where we had three ships in a battle as well because Excelsior turns ah, up. And yeah. uh, so this was the first sort of multi ship battle, actually, right. where it wasn't just a one on one fight with the Enterprise and something else. Um... Oh, there's the three Klingon birds of prey or warbirds that get blown up at the beginning of Star Trek: The Motion Picture, but that that doesn't really count.
3: Yeah, you're, you're yeah. pretty bored by then anyway. Yeah, that's the
2: first <laughs> scene. It's like oh, bored already. Uh, um, okay, so yeah, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Seven. Now, Generations.
3: It's good because you do see Diana, Diana Troy, you know, plowing a ship into. That's Nemesis. Generations. No, 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 no! Into the ground, into the, the yeah, yeah. Into, yeah. The into the ground. Yeah, the yeah, that, yeah. I think yeah, that looks yeah. better than in Nemesis. I think it looks better ploughing into the kind of ground and the scale of it next to trees. That's because they, they used a the the model. Then again, I, yeah, f- I know, but I didn't know, it's, models, yeah, no, I mean, goes. this is what I
2: mean. Nemesis looks crap because it's CGI. Mm. Um, again, this old argument: why won't you do models? Why yeah, won't you? Some things are good in
3: CGI. I mean, models in Transformers were never going to be as good as. The Transformer film. This is true, but now we're getting to the point where CGI is actually photorealistic. I mean, still with something like Star Star Trek, though, it's got a certain, because it always was models, there's a certain durability about the ships, which I think would still be better with models. Well, the know same what I mean? argument goes with Star so, Wars, is not it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's definitely, I mean, and, and to to be fair... Yeah. Um Star Wars as well shows it, because they do look a lot more flimsy nowadays than they did, even though they were a bit kind of hobbled together back in the Empire days in the first three. Yeah. Well, the second three in the first, yeah. All of the
1: prequels are the sequels. The, the, uh, yeah. Try saying that three times fast.
2: <laughs> prequel,
1: sequel, prequel. <laughs> prequels are the sequels, mean
2: Prequels are the sequels are the prequels of the sequels.
3: Nice one. Anyway. Sequel again. Um, so... <laughs> So Where yeah, are we generations. So, yeah, generations was was pretty good. It not has, really a battle. Not but really. You do it was. A,
2: yeah, no, it was a battle. Like Riker blows up the uh, Lursan and Beta, and he gets to say mm. fire, and it's actually the coolest fire ever uttered in Star Trek, which is annoying that it goes to Riker. But hey, mm. I'd rather Cisco had it. But Cisco was always like, fire. Fire. He was too hammy. No, he, he was. Fire he was much more. Good Sometimes, sometimes he did it really quietly. Said so fire. And then other times he was like, Sometimes fire, 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 fire those ships. fire, fire, fire. Um, and, I am and,
1: getting and, and, very
3: angry at the moment.
2: And then he passes
1: out. Um, <laughs> he likes his hand acting, does Avery, doesn't he? Oh, he, he's, he's, he is, he is hamming. No, we love Kirk, him. Then. We love him, but he is hamming. Maybe it goes with the, the territory
2: of being a captain.
3: Mm. Okay, that little bit more in your pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Okay, now we're on to one of the big in terms of films. The big, the my My Favourite. favourite one of the best, but oh so short first contact
3: first contact but it doesn't feel short because it's so exciting it does feel short it doesn't like, I'm, I'm watching... on the edge of my seat
2: all the way through is it really a lot yeah. shorter yeah, it's, it's really yeah. quite short
3: Yeah. I always thought like,
2: especially from the trailer for first contact I thought that was going to be the end sequence so imagine especially my surprise that the
3: first one is infinite when it was, effectively yeah. So, yeah yeah. when it just turns up at the very
2: start of the film and it's like 10 minutes long it's like alright oh, great that didn't last long uh, you blew up the ball queue well done okay um is
1: good, that
2: the first though? time we the see Borg a Borg sphere? The, that, yeah, yeah, that's the right. first Borg sphere incident. Yeah. I,
1: I kind of... I never really got
2: that, that. No, it's still a pretty logical shape. Yeah, but it's
1: not that. It's like the Borgs were always cubes. kind of Borg cube. It was, it was, it was the movie, like, you need to
2: do something different. I suppose you're right, yeah. I yeah, suppose it's like a
1: mini-escape pod as well, isn't it?
2: Yeah. The Borg dodecahedron. So, so in the movies, this is the first big multi-ship battle. We have at least... Uh, 50 ships in mm-hmm. this battle like flying yeah, of around course, and yeah. shooting and that's really cool of, as well you know, and that's a that was actually probably one of the uh, now then no it won't have been the first big multi-ship battle we've seen in star trek but it is certainly one of the first the first yeah. one i believe would have been in the Dyer's cast and improbable Cause in deep space nine but we'll get onto to that in a
3: or bit. Wait, when was when was um oh the cutest of borg when was uh, was it uh, best of both worlds best of both
2: worlds yeah 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 no of course it will have been emissary in deep space 9 when we actually see war 359 that would right. have been the first one that would be see the first one a few ships attacking a Bob cube yeah um, so yeah that was a shit hot battle that was a really good one that was a really just good one too short um insurrection now insurrection had a bit of a bit of a guff battle sequence really the whole thing was just a big guff well who the fuck are the sonar and why do we care yes um exactly. And, yeah, and all this stuff. It's suddenly this alien ship which can beat up on the Enterprise. And you're like, really? Why
1: have we never yeah, heard of these guys before? All bit. Are they uh, from a, a different uh, quadrant, no,
2: though? No. no. Well, what the fuck? Oh, well. You know, and you just sort of think, eh, really? They're just businessmen, really, to yeah. be fair. Boy. Although oh. it does have Geordie ejecting the core and blowing them all up, so that was quite good. But, again... It does have that cool bit at the
1: end where the Enterprise flies up through the through the thing and beams picard remember he's inside that oh, big yeah, yeah. solar kind of ray collector mm, with yeah. with your man from jumanji oh god it's so shit but that bit's cool when it's coming up and the fires behind him and
2: yeah and uh f abram murray's or whatever his name is gets da- f. Murray Abraham. you killed mozart yeah. um yeah that's it. that guy Mohu. Mohu? i kill a lot of people <laughs> um so yeah, so insurrection's a bit guff. Yeah. Now
3: Nemesis,
2: so you don't like Nemesis? Though?
3: No, no, I didn't say that at all. Okay. Um I just don't think say I think something like Star Trek Three is better. Okay. okay. You, do you know what I mean? I don't think it's a bad film. It's it's certainly better than a lot of them. But, I mean the battle. In, in uh, the Mesis. battle in Nemesis is quite good. Um, the yeah, I like is pretty the the, Romulan, the new Romulan ships as well. They're not. Uh, are, they, are they the first time you've seen those? The Romulan yeah, ships. Yeah, uh, I didn't like them too much. They were. Oh, right. They were a they look bit Klingon-y, but though. they no. But they, but then they will have other small stuff because a Romulan warbird's massive.
2: Yes, but why? If there's this massive, huge scimitar threat to the entire quadrant, that's going to really. I don't know.
3: They might have had their, their ships off in different places. It right, the was main, only the home guard that the, were the, the main... Oh, the home guard. The Romulan, <laughs> it's the Romulan Star Empire. It's all the home guard.
2: Um, a bunch of knackered old men. Yeah. <laughs> it's their dad's army, Romulan style. Um, so, uh, okay, right. Well, the, the main problem that I have with, with the Nemesis one, there's a couple of problems. I like the... I love the battle at Nemesis. I think it's a really... It's one of the best battles. It's one of the longest battles.
3: The ship, it's, I think they've gone over the top a bit on it. You know, oh, I, mean? I like the ship. It, it, it as does well. look good, but it it also looks a bit kind of too much. It's a bit kind of like, oh, uh, look, see how much we can do with a ship. And I didn't mind that. Too it fits much. the alien race, it, though. It, it does
2: that. It does, yeah. And but it's, it's it's as well. It's it's one of the longest battles. And they're uncomfortable
3: fitting it, jackets.
2: Yeah. What the fuck. Not getting on to the actual Remans themselves, but the the actual battle itself is one of the most prolonged battles in Star Trek. I think it's actually the longest one, if I'm not mistaken. It? It's yeah, it It's really by, by long. Quick. It's because yeah,
3: oh, it no, it's it's you get a lot of what's going on uh, conversation-wise in between. It's broken up it, it? yeah.
2: by like, a, long, a couple of conversation scenes, but then certainly in the films it's the longest one. Mm. Um, and I think it might be in the whole franchise because it's last 40 minutes of the film. From the start of the battle to the end of the film is is the last forty minutes. So the I'd last have two actors, hours of battle, mate. I would as well. I'd quite happily sit <clears> through <throat> that. But I mean, not everyone's as interested in battles as the boys. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the film, uh, so that's the films basically of the films. I between Nemesis and Rafa Khan for me
3: for the battles. Well, no, for me it's got to be the beginning of First Contact. It might be short, mm. but you've got lots of ships. Okay. Well, we're getting on to the more multi-ships business later. And anything with a Romulan, uh, anything with a what they called uh, Klingon bird of prey—that's pretty good. You know, and anything with them coming in looking up close—they're a pretty good-looking ship. But this is true. This is true
2: um okay so next generation now throughout next generation we have you know the odd skirmish here and there and uh the, i mean you
3: can know, you think of the
2: first big battle not really many big battles in them in the next gen the series there's the one in best of both worlds when they take mm. back captain picard yeah. that's very good um but then you see i'm not, I'm struggling to think of other big battle sequences really well, i mean how about just any battle sequence rather than being big well any battle sequence there's not really that many in in star trek next gen because they didn't have the budget for it at the time and because the the model work was restricted Mm. and everything and a lot of you know a lot of it's more story based than anything else um but so there was the the best of both worlds one um and then there's like a couple of ones with the romulans um but i mean it all just sort of makes you do
3: get some good look again just talking about the looks of the ships, but you do get a good look at some good ships in next gen. You do a lot more, you know, Romulan warbirds up. Not clients. really what we're talking Frangie about. ships though. are quite cool as well. No, not really what we're talking about. But, but I know they're not mean. fighting all the time.
2: Yeah, but I mean, the actual battle sequences themselves generally consist of two ships sitting and firing at the Enterprise. Yeah. You know, it's only a step, a little step above what we had in the original series. Really, yeah. apart from all good things uh which has a quite a good battle sequence with the uh, future enterprise ploughing into the uh mm, klingon battle cruisers yeah the 3 warp nacelles and yeah. everything and so that that was that was pretty good but next gen the series itself not really that much going on in the battle sort of territory it's more standoffs and you know things like that the threat of battle. The threat of battle and, uh, you know, the politics of it and everything, and the, the meaning and the philosophy behind <laughs> it. Um, comes, and often if the big battle does occur, we don't really see it, like yeah. War 359, up until oh, no. Deep, Deep Space, space Nine, Nine. <laughs> which if we're talking about space battles, we've got to go here, because yeah, yeah, these yeah. guys had it down to a T. We just watched an eight-minute montage, which has been posted on the Make It So forum, and you can see it under Favourite, trek battle sequence very Very dramatic dramatic. epic lots and lots of ships flying around (laughs) shooting at each other no one remembers to use their shields
3: (laughs) and lots of explosions lots of explosions which didn't really look like that because there's no air in space and you know stuff like that but it's brilliant it's still good it's all good
2: Uh, yeah uh. yeah no we well our first one in fact is the very first scene of Deep Space Nine sort of sets the tone for what we're looking at (laughs) we actually see Wolf 359 um, and that wonderful shot where the escape pod plows out of the uh Cisco's ship and Cisco just sits there and he's not looking and then the ship explodes behind him. Well wow, big pipe's just fallen on his wife. Yeah, well big pipe has and he's going, No, no.
1: leave her here, old
2: man. Yeah. That's not Dax. Wow. yeah <laughs> That's anyway what I say is Cisco. One of Cisco's many friends. Yeah. Um okay, so yeah, we got yeah, that one which is a good one. Um then the big first one which we've had, we had a little couple of little skirmishes with the Marquee mm. uh, and with the runabouts flying around, which was a bit, nah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and then we had the first battle with the Jemadar when the Jemadar ship rams into the Odyssey and blows up a galaxy-class starship. And we've never seen anything I like that. I don't remember that one. That's what really series we're on now. That's the end of series two. Oh, right. That's the one you just cool. skipped. Yes. But, um, but Through no fault cool. of my own people. Yeah. I'm going to make him watch it, don't worry. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a really good one. And then we have the first big battle was in the Dias Cast and Improbable Cause when the Obsidian Order and the Tao Shiar join forces Brilliant and one. go to eradicate the Dominion homeworld only to find it's a massive trap and 150 Jem'Hadar ships are waiting for them in a nearby nebula. Really Whoops. good. Um, and they all get blown up by like four people. <laughs> um, so, so yeah that was good and The Defiant ploughing through all the ships and and one of the hits most, the we, we
3: watch most of the stuff from that from a, a Romulan warbird don't we it's, uh, yeah it's from the Romulan The Defiant then, turns up uh, in L'Eleven Fowl is it Garrick's uh, mentor that's a bit orchestrated in Arbor and and Tain. Tain. Paul yeah. Dooley
2: is that his name yep that's the one Um. well Paul I remember Dooley. how did you the, remember that
1: because I recognised him because I've, there's a film he's in which I love called Strange Brew ah.
2: and uh, I was like I know that face and voice He also plays the train conductor in an episode of Next Gen where they're on the Orient Express, one of the weaker Next Gen episodes. (laughs) Um, Season 7, I believe. Awful, awful. I always love it when they're reaching for stuff and they go, hollow sweet? Yeah, all right. (laughs) He's he's got the voice, though, that guy. He's got a very distinctive voice, actually, now you mention it. Okay, um, and then, of course, Where the Wire... Which has uh, the first big Deep Space Nine surrounded by ships battle, which uh, this we is would what see. I'm looking forward to. Michael. We, we'll have a running theme of these throughout mm. the seasons. Uh, there's, you know, there's ones later on in season five and season six. Um, it's always good, and no one ever wins. No one ever beats them, apart from at the end of season five mm. when they all chip, um, and flee. But that's because that. But he leaves his baseball. So, yeah. he'll, he'll be back. He'll, he'll be, back. be back. He's
3: left his baseball.
2: Um so yeah, the, the battle sequence at the end of season five is immense. Um we also have a battle sequence at uh the start of season six where um they take back Deep Space
3: Nine and they've got mm-hmm. to get through a massive I mean all all these as well are all tempered with the, the bits before the battles where you see the arrival of ships. Now they go yeah. with the Klingons and the Romulans and they just suddenly appears these vast fleets of ships next to the station dwarfing the station and you just think yeah that looks so cool they're clever they're using <laughs> three dimensions so cool. that's what they're doing <laughs> so yeah there's the uh the big the big
2: battle at the end of season at the start of season six where they take back deep space nine then there's another one at the end of season six when they're taking the chinkata system and uh plowing through planetary defence systems and that's awesome there's a big sequence in season seven uh when the defiance is blown up which is really good mm. um and then there's the final big battle and um uh what you leave behind which is also immense and probably yeah it the best. really
3: does it, that's the best one they left yeah, the best till last yeah they did it's definitely it, it's a shame about the kind of slow ending afterwards because yeah it certainly isn't the battle that cripples it i mean the, the ending's not bad it's just a case that after you've been so excited for the first half of the episode the first,
2: yeah the first part was brilliant and then the second part like yeah. kind of subdues it a bit and it's back to the beijar and everything but it's all right because you still had the big battle yeah so um but originally they were saying they planned to do three major set pieces in that. they in that episode they wanted to do three big battles but they just ran out of money uh, unfortunately right. which is a shame. shame very big shame but uh, hey um but yeah that one's the best one They did leave it till last which is always good won't want to ruin that one for you, there. Will, so we won't go into details of what actually occurs. Thank you kindly, sir. Um, Voyager. Yeah. Now, Voyager, I believe... It was I a believe... limited
3: because it, it, it was you know, one, one ship. Whole, it's one ship, so you can't have massive massive fleets like you can in the others, but you do get the benefit of, obviously, lots of pirates out there, lots of, what were those, tribal kind of groups Kazon. called Kazon, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you had—I mean, you more than anything, I recall Voyager flying in and around Borg cubes and
1: stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I was going to say
3: you do get to see Fleet to Borg. Yeah. What kind
1: of ship is Voyager? Is it like? I mean, what, was it, was it a a, more of an exploration? or yeah. Was yeah it, it was a heavily ship. armed, or was it? No, right. it, was, it was a, it was a speedy ship. ship. It was a fast yeah. ship. because then it's—it's going to be more evasion and cunning rather than. Straight out balls to the wall. Well,
2: you hoped, but um, a lot of the time it was straight out balls to the wall, which is a bit I mean, though
1: Jamie looks
2: and sounds like she has balls, maybe a cheese grater on her balls, I don't know. (laughs) Um, One of the two. Um, I would keep referring to her as the cheese grater because it sounds like that. I
1: thought we were referring to her as the Gru. The (laughs) Gru.
2: The Gru, where's that from? That's your reference, isn't it? I'm sure. It's Mulgrew, isn't it? Mulgrew. The The Gru. The Gru. Um, uh yeah so um so Voyager I, I couldn't really say to be honest I don't nothing there's the big ones with the Borg and the the other species 13795 uh, um, those are kind of strange
1: kind
3: of CGI aliens that yeah, just look a bit shit yeah, yeah. um but they you know they, they was yeah that was a bit annoying actually as a space battles go it was cuz it was cheap CGI I mean they can't do a kind of organic model no. empire so you know an organic model very easily but it really it looked more did. like a babylon five battle, it did it? it did very much so babylon, babylon
1: five. five wasn't it just a bunch of baba? Oh, oh, yeah,
3: like well, it would, it, right now yeah. yeah. if it's you a get a rid of the of script the, the, the kind of <laughs> the actual words of the first few seasons <laughs> you get rid um, of the dialogue and the, and the, the dialogue of the actual <laughs> thing there's some, It's overall story is amazing it's just they say things like Frag and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Frag. And, and, yeah, really It's just never going to be Star Trek and it wants to be.
1: The
2: thing that's I, no. I remember with Babylon 5 yeah. was, I think I remember saying to you when we were watching it again, like, because we bought them all, I bought them all on DVD and everything, and just watching through them and the first season is pretty shit. And then... I was thinking, oh, it gets better in the second season. But then you start watching the second season and it gets so much worse for about ten episodes and then it gets back better again. It's mm. a step above Space Precinct, for God's sake.
0: No, oh, it's a it's big not, step it's above Space Precinct.
2: The story about, honestly, like Mike says, the, the story, story of Battle, Battle on five, Babylon 5 is is very, very good. It's just there's, yeah, goff CGI and... Uh bad. It did feel a bit dog.
3: like um I think you were saying this when we were watching it again, the the last two seasons were a bit was it last two or last one that was last one. a bit tagged on the kind of earth issue. No, things. no, no, that
2: was that was good. That was season four. The season five is the, the psychic war, which is a I don't know how you even watch that stuff. No, yet. it's poor. It's poor. But season one season three to four is three and four <laughs> That's both two both of them are really good uh two and two and one are a bit guff and five is a bit guff but yeah t- season three and five four of Babylon five were wicked um anyway off topic never mind hmm. um enterprise now enterprise had a few big battles with the zindi uh um, the, the zindi they all but again, die out by Next Generation or something. I, uh, I don't know. You never hear of them again. You
3: didn't really see any battles with a Suleiman because they were... No, they kind Suluban? of... Suleban? Suleban. Suleban. Yeah, Suleiman's a name, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a surname. Well, they kind of writ them,
2: wrote, wrote them out a
3: Yeah, the beginning pretty, of pretty quickly. Anyway. Um, What they did have, though, were good land-based battles. For once, they'd only just, like, in Enterprise, basically, got the whole hand-to-hand fighting thing down and, like, shooting people properly with guns and stuff because it wasn't all, you know, two-armed hits and, you know, really... It it started to look a lot more realistic in Enterprise, the actual man-to-man battles because they had that little troops, uh, cadre of troops on the on the ship with them, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 the uh, Makos. Yeah, yeah, which that, that looked a lot better.
2: Um, yeah, but that's about it. I mean, the, the problem with Enterprise, again, goes back to... Um, the problem with Voyager in terms of your big battles is the fact that it's a smaller just
1: ship. One ship they didn't yeah. have phases. They did on occasionally it, have another did theme tune. you. Uh,
3: <laughs> they could fire no, that. We're, at we're talking about will <laughs> hold it back. Um But they they did occasionally show other enterprise kind of class ships, whatever class they're called, I don't know what they are, but they did show more than one at one point. Yeah, when there they was had to go back
2: to But they were uh, pre warp ships, they didn't have a warp drive. Were they? They were
3: just stuck in the system. Are you uh, sure they didn't show the another warp dive towards the end uh, of the Zindi this, battles? This,
2: the second warp ship uh, came into play in season four. What? Right, so I the I Enterprise that. they
1: were on wasn't a warp ship?
2: No, the enter- yeah. the only Enterprise was the only warp oh, ship. Right, oh okay. um, In the first three seasons of Enterprise, and then there was another one that came about in season four. But I think I was yeah, it was the only mm. one in that of the only Earth ship. Which kind of you know, it's again, it's sort of putting it against the odds and everything. And I think. With the big battle sequences in terms of the series, they've done it. With Deep Space Nine, you know, mm. I mean, not to say that the ideas they shouldn't
3: were, do it some more, which they should.
2: Yeah, there's not not to say that the idea is just completely exhausted. Of course, so I can think of twenty ideas for battle sequences right now, and I know you can. <laughs> um, so, it, it, like, I'm sure the writers of Star Trek could, if they wanted to, but I think they just sort of felt after Deep Space Nine that you know that was tone it down a little. Yeah, tone it down a little bit because we'd had these huge, monumental battles, and how you you know, and then you'd have to top it. Every time, every time you've got to top it. Are we going to get another film? Another chance We're for getting battles? number 11. Yeah. Are We're we getting 11? Is it a with Star Next Trek Gen? prequel? Of course. Yeah. Pre- young Kirk course. and Young Spock. Yeah. Um, have you not heard about this? No, not at no. is all. Is, isn't the guy from very Transformers in it? Uh, no. He could no, be rumors, a McCoy. Rumours about that at the moment.
3: Um, I, I wouldn't mind him as a McCoy.
2: I believe the only ones they've
1: cast However, at the McCoy moment. However, McCoy would be quite old by
3: the time a young Kirk got into because he was quite a bit older wasn't well, he? They yeah,
1: dig
2: yeah. up D4 Kelly and get him back yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I was thinking reanimate his ashes um, no the I think they've they've cast Spock and they've cast Chekhov so far but they haven't cast any of the other ones yet um, but yeah so yeah. I wonder if like, people like Shatner are going to make any cameos or anything like that um i think spock is and i think uh leonard Nimoy is uh, i think the whole thing that we were saying other week it'd be nice if the whole thing was sort of told as a a, a
3: flashback a yeah. spock flashback um you, you think that sounds like a nice idea better right?
2: than it just being a
3: prequel i don't prequel know it's still sounding like a bad kind of filler episode
2: Oh, it does sound bad don't get me wrong it does <laughs> sound bad but i I'm, I've, I've, I've we've come to the conclusion that there's plenty of time to slug it off in the future after you've watched it so mm. trying not to slag it off before we watch it um, it would be cool if they showed a lot more of the whole
3: Klingon Wars thing
2: yeah that would be that's, that's what they should do that's what they should do actually now you mention
3: it it's um, a big bad nasty Klingons and yeah, uh, nasty Klingons
2: again. Not these friendly, cuddly Klingons. You and, uh, <laughs> cuddly Klingons? Yeah, you know they're kind of like, oh, we're we're, we're nasty and we're hard. Uh, yeah, but, back to the old hair but, metal Klingons. But you, yeah. you just make a couple Rook, of uh, the Motley crude runs, a couple of uh, cutting remarks, and you, you back down a bit. Like, oh, I don't know, these guys. <laughs> good insults for <laughs> you know might be able to beat them in a fight, but these humans, mm. they know how to cut to you anyway um <laughs> <laughs> so we've uh, we've we've discussed all the battles then so what what would you say is your is your favorite battle is it your one-on-one dogfight battles or is it as your many big ships as possible as many ships as possible yeah, yeah. big and huge and yeah.
3: powerful and- that's one of the reasons why star wars can edge ahead because they do do the many ships thing um which is one of the reasons why i like to uh, you know i like the one at the end of uh, deep space 9 basically because yeah. it's just all in yeah it is one of the beginnings good but it is too short
2: i think I th- the rest I th-
3: of the episode's not that interesting it's it's not bad but it's not as good as the battle
2: not to play fence boy but i'm i'm quite happy with either of them really i'm quite happy watching the battle of wrath of khan as much as i am at the battle of what you leave behind it the end of deep space nine mm. uh, quite comfortable watching both of them i suppose really in terms of we're just talking about sheer spectacle here i mean there's the larger sort of context of the battle which is always important to mm. how much you care about the actual yeah. battle itself
3: yeah, i like that as well the backstory
2: yeah the background of what's actually going on and the consequences and of it directly um, in which case wrath of khan is a very good one for that
3: oh so um, is the so is the one at the end of so is the one at the end of and in of, fact the, the, the one at uh, the battle of wolf 359, 359 as well thank you him, know sorry. yeah um but yeah again with something like this is really bad of me to say as well but with something like for the battle in first contact because it's big screen yeah you've got uh, a better quality in front of you and you've got the other ships why is and, that bad to say well i don't know because you, you want to kind of look through that and think oh good tactics yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> oh look at the way he did that um but yeah no it, it just looks a bit lusher and you know and again because i thought nemesis was a bit over the top on that and it is broken apart it doesn't come up there as high as say as i say first contact battle then probably wolf three five nine then uh the one at the end of uh thing
2: is nemesis could have this is the thing i was going to say earlier nemesis could have been a perfect battle in some respects because what they had the potential to do if they'd had a bit of balls about them they could have done a sort of You know, because that's probably in all likelihood the last next-gen film we're going to get. And if they'd had some balls about them, they could have really made that the last next-gen film. (laughs)
0: Um,
2: And, you know, rather than sort of give it this half, oh, we might have a sequel ending. Um, But never mind, Paramount doesn't have any balls um, when it comes to killing franchises. And fair enough, it's a big cash cow. Um, I'd probably have difficulty making that decision myself. The... The battle itself, though, is a sort of like, you know, because you have the Enterprise, the scimitar, and then you have like two or three Romulan warbirds that turn up and everything. So you have the one-on-one sort of fighting. But what I really wanted to see was the scimitar plowing through as many Romulan warbirds as possible, like hundreds of them just annihilating them one after the other, the Federation task force arriving and annihilating all of them and the Enterprise just surviving by the skid of its teeth and you know, and destroying it in the way it does in the film, then that would have been a perfect A, one-on-one, B, big, spe- big spectacle mm. battle, and that would have been amazing, but never mind. Mm. I live in hope that maybe I will be living through this again in another life. And, and again,
3: it. another problem with... Cloak. Maybe in
2: a parallel universe the writers did
3: that. Yeah. <laughs> um in a cloak in a cloaked ship, you have a certain element of limitation. Yeah, it can look really good if it's done right, but at the same time, with if there's a massive battle with lots of cloaked ships, that could be quite interesting. But the yeah. whole just one cloaked ship that you're fighting and it's oh, where is it? Can get boring from a visual perspective. It
2: was yeah. it was good in the in undiscovered country especially the money shot when mm. the uh, the torpedo you see the torpedo flying up from beneath the enterprise and going right through the saucer section that's mm. particularly i remember in the cinema in 1991 going mm. and everyone in the cinema did as well it was good good lord that was loud it was wasn't it i can <laughs> see it on the readout there as well okay um so we're all done with the big battles think so yeah okay all right so for those of you who have missed jesus christ slash richard smith um he's gonna love that i've done that um he'll be back next week hopefully if he's feeling oh he noticed what's actually wrong with him (laughs) i don't know he's he's feeling poorly um repetitive strain
3: injury
2: yeah (laughs) <laughs> i'm glad you said it anyway um so yeah you can uh you can email him at uh, Smith at simply com and wish him all the best and uh tell him to get better and you know and everything like that if you if you feel like it you know i'm sure you'd appreciate it or insults um you or, could, insult- or you yeah. could just send yeah. him
3: insults that would be more appreciated by everyone else i think I, that's true it depends on who you want to please really yeah, who do you want to please? Everyone else, or Richard? Rich? Everyone else. In fact, I think even Alison would enjoy the insults. Probably, really. Probably. I think it's, it's really it's a win win situation for pretty much everyone except for Rich. Yeah.
2: Okay, so we have other shows that you can listen to. Um, it's getting to the point now where we really can't list them anymore. But there's a definitive word with. Mr. William Tristram. Yo. I just tapped Well, You didn't see that. It was a manly <laughs> tap. It was a big one. It was and almost a caress. It was almost a caress. Well, we go through the various facets of 21st century living on a weekly basis and uh, talk about such topics as top 10 cartoon ladies and uh, guns and why people shouldn't have them. Um, also, we have Michael Storey, who is on the wonderful show, Albums You Should Hear, <laughs> from our Nouns You Should Verb line. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's... Uh, it's a good show and each week, as you probably guess, they go through an album that you should hear um, and you can listen to that on Sunday nights and there's a load of other shows that you you already know about them, so listen to them. Get on the forums, talk to us about Star Trek. We've been loving your comments about the Star Trek merchandise you've been buying over the years. It's very geeky. You're all bad people. <laughs> um so, yeah, keep, keep carry on, send them in. It's, it's good fun. We're going to do a merchandise part two and talk about all of them at some point in the future. Anyway, um, so I've been Mike Dawson. I've been Michael Storer. And I've been Will Tristram. And we will see you next week. Bye.